Welcome to Backmarkers with Kieran Hun for episode 7, the slowest motorsport podcast in the world. Probably. <laughs> Even the intro's slow. Mate, we've got to behave because we're live. Normally we'd have about four yeah. breakdowns before doing this. Really? Yeah, like your mini, we'd have to fix it a few times and then eventually it gets up and running. Excuse me. And then we're away for an hour and a half. Your car's <laughs> been in the garage, mate. It's not just mine. <laughs> mine breaks down eight times. That's worse than this podcast. Yours is a granddad's <laughs> car. Mine is... Uh, well, it's not even mine anymore. It's <laughs> Oh, God. Right, can we get to talking about stuff that... Oh my god, that's really bright. I've got notes in front of my eyes. Let me move them. So it's not, like, blinding. So we came prepared. We we got notes this week. Actually sorted ourselves out. Yeah. Did you do any notes? You said you did I some. I did. I did. Look. Look, I've got notes. Wow. That's new. One whole page. Wow. That's, that's one whole page. I had two whole pages last week. Or last episode. That's probably why you spoke so much. Poor yes. Matt. Could, didn't so sing you're... once. <laughs> Most of the time he was just correcting me. <laughs> like, that K-Mag thing, man. I will never forgive you for that. You were so out. How dare you come on this podcast? I don't know when K-Mag started in F1. Get out. Absolutely. You see episode six for more details. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank God Matt knew what he was talking about. Oh, Jesus Still Christ. Still skin there. Yeah. Um, so we were at Miami this weekend. We were. Miami. Miami. Uh, my notes. Almost got. Well, <laughs> it's, it wasn't that memorable, to be honest. It wasn't a lot that made us gr- right. you know, feel great that we turned on and gave up our evening, you know, on a <laughs> Sunday evening. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't everything. Um, no. We should have known from you... last year. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't groundbreaking then either, no. It was the meme you know, it's the track. Yeah, it was the test. Yeah, it is. Oh... <sighs> It's like Baku if it didn't have those like crazy races start things off because everyone was like, oh, I don't know about Baku when it was first announced. Oh, and then it had amazing race and now everyone accepts it. Yeah. Miami's had two really bad races to start with and now no one wants it anymore. It just takes one classic race where everything just turns on its head and everyone's like, oh, it actually can stay on oh, the calendar now. No wonder everyone Miami. complains about the tracks all the time. Yeah, let's have more Miami now because it rained once. Um... <laughs> But no, it was just, it didn't get started at all, did it? Really? Um, All I remember of last year was them having to relay the track on Friday because after FP1 and 2, the cars absolutely destroyed the track and they had to relay it on Friday. That's all. Maybe more shiz happened. It's just gone right over my head. But I. That is all I remember thinking. Oh my god, it's a glorified car park, isn't it? It's just it's, a car park. Just all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> We're not even in Las Vegas yet. That could fall to bits as well. We've all seen IndyCar. Uh, um, but yeah, they managed to sort it out. But it's still... I mean, all the drivers are saying, oh, there's not enough grip on here. It's, it's, well, they've relayed it's, it again, haven't like they? It in. Well, this is it. It's yeah, a it's new like track. they haven't been able to put any like rubber down. Mm. And it's not like any other series race on it. No. So it, it's just like brand new again. All I could think was, oh, God, it better not be like Turkey. Um, <laughs> just it was no. To be fair, Sir, Turkey did create a classic race. Yeah. After all that, so I'd maybe go there they again. resurface with Turkey um, tarmac again, and it might have actually been fun. You watch next season um, for the third time. Lucky they're going to resurface it again with Turkey tarmac, and we're going to have a classic. Obviously. Everyone's going to go. Yes, keep Miami on the calendar. I have no issue with this now. <clears throat> Um, I, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about a couple of things before we get into quality because I feel like what happened outside of the track had more of an impact than the actual race. Says a lot. Um, shall we talk about the drivers' intros? Yeah, I think that's a good start. We'll, it will start this off with that. I'll just say, I, I put it in the notes, didn't I, right, that it's, for, for me, it was a bit much. It was a bit on the cringe. But the majority of people that were complaining about the intro were British. And we are miserable. Yes. You know, we are not happy. Go you go to Silverstone, there'll be... Fans complaining it's raining. They'll be stood there with a brew and a bacon sarnie. And that's their happy place. And they're still not happy. Do you know what I mean? So I think... And one of the things that you have to, like, kind of remember is that Formula One is European. As much as they want to throw it to the Americans, it's still a very European thing. And it's... yes. Maybe a little, but it's totally America. And I will say on the flip side of it, if we went, you know, when we go to India or when we go to Baku or anything like that, we embrace their culture. Maybe mm. we need to just embrace America's culture a little bit more. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> they've done it before, haven't they? They've done mm. this kind of uh, big intro at, at Kota. Um, couple of seasons back um and i could i could see the appeal when it's done right mm. and i think kota did it right because they had that boxing announcer didn't they yeah um, see, they me, done that. he does it right yeah he can do it right he can actually get an announcement right because he's he's proven at it but the way they did this one was Board it what no it was cringe it was um especially when it it sort of but I think it's because the drivers weren't as hyped and it just creates this no. big divide right and let's face it Sergeant is on the grid an American driver mm. and you'd have thought if anyone was going to be hyped about this it'd be him and everyone was of the same opinion like I uh, could take it or leave this you know. And yeah. it was the fact that it was so close to the driver's preparation as well. There's a few drivers going, yeah. we were so disrupted, we were barely ready for the start of the race. 
<laughs> so we very rarely I, have anything like I mean they do the the national anthem which is mm. like a minute but normally we don't have anything like that before a race because the drivers are so focused and I can understand why they all just went why are we here what what is this like I need this time to prep I need to cool down it was a very very hot circuit and they're running yeah. back and forth, boiling yeah. themselves over. Yeah. Like it was a bit... Exactly. Mm. Not all of them had the privilege of the cool suits. No. And they're, they're stuck in the green room waiting to be called out. Um, <laughs> so you're either stuck in a green room, which presumably wasn't very well air conditioned, and then you're back outside waiting for everyone else to finish before you can carry on. And it just felt... It is, it is a gimmick. Mm. It is a gimmick. It's IRL F1's version of F1 Life, where it's like, it's fine, but is it necessary? <laughs> is Do we really need it? <laughs> is it just a hindrance? Yeah, don't we don't know. need it. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. We're good. We're good. There goes that elusive contract. Oh, <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it is... It is the Americanization of this sport and it is an entertainment and that obviously can't be ignored. I mean, you look mm. at Drive to Survive, it's a clear indication they're just going down the entertainment route here. Yeah. It's like, it just needs to be interesting in some way. And, well, they succeeded because effectively that was the one of the only interesting bits in the race, in the Grand Prix. Uh, um, Kevin was there. hadn't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Kevin's racing his little heart out. You're like, well, that intro was better, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Sensing some bias again. <laughs> mm. Don't know what you're talking about. No, not at all. Uh, I had a wonderful yeah. time yesterday listening to you boys talk about a particular menu. That was at the Miami track. <laughs> you it's gone a wee bit viral that now. <laughs> it's it, it is viral. If anyone hasn't seen it, there's it a is. menu that was at the track yeah. for Miami. Come out from under your rock and take a look. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really looked at it to be honest because you know. But Matt, who was on our podcast last week, Finn, who's a bot, and <laughs> Kieran were in a VC together racing. <laughs> Finn brought up this menu and I've never heard Matt so high rate about a salad. Oh, he was furious. <laughs> Absolutely fuming. I've never heard that side of him. I've known him ages. I've never heard that side of him. $350 for a salad? Furious. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> the best bit was Finn. Who's the most Yorkshire person in the world going, $400 for caviar? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> it just put it in a brand new light. It really did. <laughs> it was spectacular. <laughs> you could just see him going, I'm not getting that. Bugger that. <laughs> There's not a lot in there. <laughs> It's like a spoonful. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Oh, my God. Uh, um, 
Oh, it's just absolutely uh, horrendous. What on earth? <laughs> Even the merch as well. Um, $90 hats, $150 t-shirts. Uh, there was these mini helmets. Um, like, uh, they must be like one fourteenth or something. I don't, I can't remember. Oh, but they yeah. were charging $420 for those. $420. Who's, right. The engine like... in my mini costs less than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's a little bit bigger. <laughs> it's only a bit bigger. <laughs> There's two more horsepower than a helmet. <laughs> so you're getting good value for money there for sure. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> the funniest thing that I read about the whole weekend. We all know Ash, don't we? Content creator. Uh, she was there. She was at Miami with Red Bull, and she put the funniest thing. If you haven't already, go and check her Twitter out. She put all the money that they've put in to Miami, and they only have one ply toilet roll. Mate, <laughs> why are you being so stingy with the quality, man? <laughs> <laughs> I would notice that. I would go, are you for real? How much I pay for these tickets? And I need to go, no, 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 no. Just fold it over. Just Mate. fold it over and it's two-ply. And it's like, no, give you strength. <laughs> I mean, How cheap do you have to be? <laughs> but I guess I rate as Matt now. Like, it's <laughs> outra- it is absolutely outrageous. It... <sighs> Oh, Why? <clears throat> how can they justify that? What kind of mm. example is that setting? Seriously, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> what kind like, of example are you setting with one ply yeah. toilet roll? One bro. ply toilet roll. Yeah, <laughs> it shows what the influencers care about. Oh, uh, oh, we'll talk about that now. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll just there. We'll get onto the real shiz. <laughs> Twitter had an emotional breakdown. I think TikTok did as well. I, I'm not really on t- uh, TikTok that much anymore, but they had an emotional breakdown because all of these influencers are going to Miami for free and they don't particularly know or like Formula One. There was a couple of videos where they were like the racing thing and stuff. I'm going to explain it very simply. Okay. Formula One is a business. Okay, and to put to, just to explain, if they sent me there, I'm available. If they sent me there with my 2K on Twitter, all of my followers are obviously going to be Formula One fans because I do a lot of Formula One content. Okay, now if they send Tom, Dick, and Harry to Miami and they were <laughs> makeup influencers and between them they all have like 10k each there's gonna be out of that 10k a lot of people who have no interest in formula one so what formula one is doing is reaching a broader reach of people who wouldn't know formula one or watch it and that is why influencers are there and have you seen monaco (laughs) 
We've been doing it for years. It's, <laughs> it's, it's rampant with riffraff for the sake of posh riffraff. making sure that posh riffraff. Yeah, sorry, posh riffraff. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> Look, they. I, I get that we need to increase outreach. That was the whole purpose of Drive to Survive. Why else would they make that? We've already spoken before about how misleading it is. Mm. But the, like... It's obviously not factually based. You want one if you want that. Watch Race to Perfection. So it was its purpose was to increase outreach. There's a reason why Race to Perfection wasn't on Netflix or Amazon Prime because it's trying to reach that broader audience, as you, as you say. So yeah, mm-hmm. I get the, I totally understand the, um, the intent with inviting these people because they have a, a big catchment, right? Uh, there's going to be a lot of people looking at this, whether or not they're interested. Kind of doesn't matter because. A lot of the time, if some someone you're influenced by posts something, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, even if it's not related, so they could be in the case of the makeup one, you could be, you know, makeup tutorial, makeup tutorial, promo, makeup tutorial, F one, they'll all like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. does it? I suppose it doesn't actually matter too much. I guess what it is, what it is, and maybe this is I'm bordering on gatekeeping here, frankly. Oh. Is that it's like the, it's. Is it reflective of the sport? But then it's like, is it a sport or is it an entertainment? They're trying what to strike a it? balance, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. what is it right now? And we will we'll it's probably like, talk about yeah. that a little bit more. Because I know that yeah. we're both what is an entity. Yeah. We're we're both a bit confused, as I imagine quite a few mm. people are um right now. But um they apparently sold more tickets than they did last year, although I don't believe them. I, I really don't feel like they were full to capacity as they were saying yeah i can't say how many tickets they sold i've not seen anything but it could have been brought out and i've just not seen it but yeah it it just didn't didn't feel as busy and especially like i mean it's fp1 isn't it but fp1 it was dead like there was barely anyone there which (laughs) I know it's FP1, but I imagine it was more... Busier crowd at touring car practice. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know um, what it is? I think what it is, the thing that was lacking from Miami, and obviously, aside from the racing, obviously, talking about this, this first thing and the, the, the attendance, it was the atmosphere, right? Mm. It was lacking in atmosphere. It was very artificial, like the presence on the grid, how many of them were genuinely interested in the sport, um, which probably made Brundle's grid walk a lot more fun. Um, and the intros and all that. And you think how much of this was artificial and how much of this was genuine interest in Formula One. Yeah. So it was, was it just, it was lacking an atmosphere. So you go to places like um, Austria, Silverstone, the place is bouncing yeah. all weekend. And you just, it's, it's lacking that. At the moment, um, whether it's I don't think it's even cultural, is it really? Because yeah, no. <laughs> Americans love the sports, right? Yeah. So I don't know what it's just. It was lacking an atmosphere for me. I don't know if it was because it was tra- attracting a different crowd to what a a a more conventional Grand Prix would attract. I don't know, but it's just like it was missing that spark. Yeah, think, that yeah. you can get at other Grand Prix. Um, so yeah, I I kind of feel like it might have something to do with Vegas a little bit. 
Like there's, we've got the Vegas Grand Prix coming up, and like I was saying, it's a very, it's still a very European sport. So if you're trying to get Europeans to America, and I know that's not what they're really trying to do, they're trying to get Americans to go to the American races. Even if you are in America, and someone says, "Okay, you can go to Miami or Vegas," we're going Vegas. Do you know what I mean? To be fair, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, and it being a new track as well. I just wonder if maybe they felt mm. that they had to put more of a show on because the show is Vegas. Like, how are you ever going to... Yeah, how are you ever going to compete with Vegas? It's just not... And then, yeah, it, it, then exactly. it just felt fake. Yeah, like it was mm. trying too hard. Yeah. Like this podcast. trying too hard. <laughs> 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 we know about stuff. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Just get back to like, the back of the grid. Even... <laughs> <laughs> the cameras are looking a bit more often now, though. Yeah. Because of Red Bull's dominance. So mm. we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, everyone's interested in the back markers overtaking now, believe it yeah. or not. Um, we're always overtaking. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I mean, cars yeah, as I'm... well. We overtake cars. <laughs> <laughs> working again <laughs> I mean you can't even save Miami of a night race either this is the thing about it you can't even because any race that like Singapore would be rubbish if it was a day race yeah absolute rubbish yeah um, so, and, and like Vegas I think will be a a spectacle like an mm. insane spectacle, all the lights. But is that it? <laughs> and this yeah. is where Miami falls short because you don't have that. What's its unique selling point, right? The fake water that right. it, they still haven't it... filled in. <laughs> no wonder it's a meme Grand Prix. Yeah. That's its unique selling point. It can't be serious. It can't be a serious Grand Prix until it has a good one, like Baku did. Baku could have been a meme Grand Prix. Yeah. And it was a little bit with that well done Baku thing. <laughs> but at least it had a couple of good races to kick things off. Yeah. Miami, yeah. its unique selling point is the fact that it is a meme. Through and through. <laughs> it just is. It's just a meme. It's just a meme. Everything uh... else, right? Austria, Max Verstappen, Silverstone, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um, Vegas, the lights, the. And Monaco, the jewel in the crown. All of them have something, right? What does Miami have? It's it's missing that spark. There's some something and... that's not there, is there? Yeah. I mean, I will no. say, we will go into the race, but it. I think it had about 63 overtakes, 62, 63 yeah. overtakes, which was more than last year. I do have last year's one. Where is it? Last year, they had 45 overtakes um, around Miami. and. Miami was actually the most overtakes we've seen currently this season. But I think that just clarifies how bloody boring the season has been. If 63 yeah. is the most overtakes we've had in a race all season. And it's called boring. Yeah. If... 
thing is, when was the last genuinely good season? I would argue it was 2012 because... 2021. And also I couldn't stop 2021. I mean, 2016. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I stand corrected. I guess it's the... <laughs> I feel like Matt. It's a battle at the front. It's because there was a battle at the front with yeah. like multiple drivers and multiple teams. And yeah, 2012, it's like there were, as Coulthard put it, he kept calling it the golden era of Formula One. Yeah. And to be fair, in hindsight, he was right. I thought at the time, I kept thinking, oh, shut up, Coulthard. No, come on. It's not that good. But it, it was spoiled. It was. Yeah. Absolutely it was. spoiled. We had seven winners in seven races, first seven. Um, and we had a grandstand finish by the end. And then hybrid era comes in, everything changes. And there was a couple of isolated seasons where things were good. 2016, 2021, you're absolutely right. But it's like, that they were situations where you had at least two teams fighting at the front, legitimately. Yeah. And this is where I thought Ferrari were getting closer. And then this season, you can see the dominance of the Red Bull. And everyone's going, here we go again. Here we go again. No one's got a chance now. I think um, the thing is with Formula One is that they they are constantly changing things. I mean, in the history that I've watched it, they are always changing the cars. I mean, when we went to the hybrid era, it changed a lot and it became Merck's dominance. And then it took God knows how many years. And it was only because they pushed back the regulations because of COVID that we had 2021, because we wouldn't have had that. And that's, that's another, like, the teams take that time to catch up because there's always a team that's dominant, that can throw the money into it, that can make a quick car that has the personnel there. The teams catch up and then they change it again. <laughs> and it's like... It's uncanny. Yeah. What, can you imagine if they hadn't have changed anything after 2021 and we went into 22 with just an upgrade? Oh, yeah. And exactly. It, it's just, they they ruin it for themselves in a way. I know that we needed to, to bring that cost down. I'm all for the smaller teams having more of an opportunity. But the reality is, it always means that there's a team that can fly ahead. Ferrari, mm. Red Bull, Mercedes, Red Bull again. You know, it, it <laughs> yeah. always gives that. And then it's everyone else. And they've just, they've brought in Drive to Survive, where they've watched 2021 battle for the, for the championship. And now they're sat there watching Max just being let through from yeah, P9. Like on 30 difficulty. Yeah. It's, are we surprised that in a regulation revolution where the cars are now, uh, dependent on ground effect that Red Bull with Lee chief aerodynamicist Adrian Newey is winning. Mm. Like, <laughs> like as much as the cars are trying to form closer racing in hindsight, because I was optimistic at the time in hindsight, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because they realize how talented Newey is yeah. and how experienced he is. It's no surprise in hindsight that they've turned out with the fastest car. Yeah. What we should have been aiming for is more standardization of components, like in the engine or um, the the wheel, the um, some of 
the the bodywork even some areas of the car mm. wheel rims um and begin to standardize parts so that those areas can't be developed in a unique way so the teams that can afford that development and have the expertise just and run away then with it red bull and ferrari and McLe- uh, mercedes all complain yeah <laughs> It's exactly. like they say What do you mean you're taking away our advantage? Yeah, they'll all complain and then it won't yeah, get put through. It's, it's like mm-hmm. when they say we'll just give them the same car. Okay, we'll we'll all have the same car and we'll all run Honda engines. Ferrari and Mercedes will leave. Yeah. <laughs> like no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, Formula One will never become that because it's never that was it's never its intent. It is about who can create the best car. That that is that is it. Best car, best driver, that is what Formula One's about. But it's just how many times can we go through this where, oh, look, we're getting another car change in 2026 again. And it's like... Already. <laughs> what? Slow it down a bit. Oh, it'll help Take the sport teams. Books. Slow it down. Uh, Williams is still at the back, bro. How is it yeah. helping? I... It's not... <laughs> It's helped Aston. That's it. Yes, Aston Martin. It's the only helped. team it's helped. Yeah. Yeah, massively. Yeah. I don't know who designed that car, but they're a genius because it, it just made massive gains immediately. Mm. It's so unusual to see such a big shift when the cars haven't changed, by the way. Yeah. Like the, between obviously 22 and 23, there, it's been a small evolution, really. Yeah. Um, we already went through that big change to the. Um, twenty twenty two cars. So, it's not like they just capitalized on this big revolution in deve- in um car development. They just nailed it. Um, mm. they must have just designed it from the ground up, and it worked. So some got it right, and some didn't. Mm. And it's it's just so there is. It's a case of whether our philosophy is right. We talked about Mercedes and they keep changing their pods. So every team is like debating with themselves. Unless you're up the front, you're debating with yourself. Are we going the right way or not? Yeah. Um, I feel that's a lot a lot of the problem. There's a lot of the back teams trying to work out which direction to go in and they're just wasting time compared to the ones at the front who know they're going in the right direction. So they yeah. just keep upgrading. So, mm. no, standardization would be better. Yeah, but they're going to agree to it. You just need to sort of incrementally bring it in because otherwise they won't agree. Yeah, definitely. You don't take away all the advantage immediately. Should we get? Let's go back to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, let's. So let's we went go off back. the tangent. Again. Yeah, we did. Relevant, but we did. Yeah, yeah. there was um, a point to it. Um, yeah, 100%. quali. We'll, we'll briefly go over qualifying because I think that was better than the race. To be honest, yes. So it, it makes sense to talk about it. Um, the Jeez. McLarens were out of Q one. Stroll was out. Oh, I feel sorry for all those McLaren fans. Oh, well, really why would you them. do that? Yeah. Why would you wear that today? Oh, it's I don't know. Using it a tea towel yesterday. I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nick DeFries <laughs> out-qualified Yuki, which I think was the best thing to come out of quality. Although I love Yuki, DeFries needed that. He needed a little yeah. bit of a bump up after Baku. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, it was such a 
strange mistake from him. So there you're thinking, oh God, is he feeling the pressure? But, mm. you know, clearly not. Fresh start. So he went in there thinking, you know what? That's behind me now. Delivered, you know? Yuki's been really solid. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought I'd just keep dominating the freeze all season, but no, he's got it, got it right for once. For once. Um, there's a little display of what he did at Monza last year. So, yeah, good drive from yeah. him, Corley. Um, there was an outlap upset between Kevin and Lewis and it, it went to the stewards because they run an outlap and Lewis didn't make yeah. enough space and I'm going to say this I, you know I'm a Kevin fan you're on an outlap you need to make your own space bro I understand why you followed that damn fine ass but you needed to make room Lewis <laughs> that was got target un- fixation <laughs> yeah I'd be right there as well. How late you reacted, though. I know, it was like the last corner. You can't rely on the driver ahead to speed up. Yeah. You can. You have to react to them. And if they then speed up afterwards, all right, I can put my foot down again. Great. Yeah. He's thought, oh, he's, he's bound to speed up. He's bound to speed up. He's bound to move. And, well, predictably he didn't. And it nearly ended in tears. Uh, I was not screaming at him. I promise. No. <laughs> <laughs> I not at all, no. Is your roof still intact? Just about. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, Repairs are <all> next week. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it made it a little bit better when Hamilton went out in Q2. He got out-qualified yeah. by Hulk and Albon in a Williams. Yeah, that was unusual. That was weird. weird. That from Lewis, you know, with his experience, you'd think, yeah, he's, you know, when you see where Russell ended up, you don't expect that from someone like Lewis. He got oversteered, didn't he? On his, uh, yeah, yeah, and he just couldn't could put a lap together in the end. Part of um, quality being so good is that it was really close. Actually, the the time gaps were really close. Oh yeah, I think you won. It was only one point two seconds across the field, which is the same as Bahrain. I remember mm. noting at that point that in, t- uh, in 22, um, well, basically going into this year, they halved the gap across the entire field. So it was obviously like, oh my God, it's still happening at Miami mm. when the field is only 1.2 seconds. So it does show that like, if you make even a slight mistake, you're dropping five places. Yeah, it's huge. Um, if you can't hook it up, you're out. Mm. And in that sense, it it probably wasn't a car issue. It could have very easily just been a mistake. They said it was gusty as well. Yeah, it was. He had oversteer. That's what yeah, he said was. Curse. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It was quite windy. It was yeah. windy. Um, but yeah, that was that was that. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> Sorry, it was the Claire. He's got wind. Um, Three hundred fifty dollars each. <laughs> I'm gonna have, Good to, value. Let me I'm tell gonna have you. to sell my wind to get a salad oh. at Miami. Let me tell you that now. <laughs> <Not fast>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to be fair, it did spice up qualifying, so it's money well spent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, because Q3 <laughs> was spicy, very oh, yeah. spicy. They saved a little bit in the tank for sure. 
Well, Max and Leclerc both messed up their first runs. And that's not a particularly great thing to do when the field is so close together. Um, And then Leclerc, unfortunately, binned it, turn seven, backwards into the wall, quali over, Kevin P4. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) That's that's what happened. Uh, Alonso P2 as well. uh, I mean... I mean that that Leclerc crash just looked like France, didn't it? Do you know Last what? Year. I I put I put in the notes. I don't I don't know if you read it. We'll go over Ferrari, but that Ferrari does not look good. There is something yeah, so wrong with it, and it 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 looked even worse during the race. I have some theories, but I'll talk about them later. I do have some theories as to what what could be wrong with it. I'm not I'm not a mechanic, by the way. I just. I not know. I know it's weird, isn't it? I know so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or you can put a camera apart and put it back together again. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, watch out, everyone. No, good shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Practical tips with Hun. You see that bit there? I'm going to show you how to dismantle a camera. <laughs> you have to when you clean it. Anyway. Well, there you go then. Um, yeah, but it, I have theories. But it, interesting that um, I noted that Max and Leclerc's Q2 time was actually faster than Perez's Q3 time and Alonso. So if they had have maybe got that first banker in, it could have been Max and yeah. Leclerc one too. More than likely, yeah. Because mm. you could tell Leclerc was like, "Look, it's it's hero or zero time. Let's yeah. just push it, and see what happens." And he already got the entry wrong, where he ended up spinning it. He went wide on the exit of the previous corner, got the entry wrong, had to take too much curb, and then bam, off he goes. So it was there was already pressure on, and you know. Obviously, we're we're awaiting theories on the drivability of the Ferrari, um, but maybe it was just the pressure <laughs> situation as well. You know, he it's went like, over a grid. I've got one go now. There was I've like a, one go. At there's this. like a bump, and it's where there's like a mm. grid, and that's why he went over. Yeah, yeah. yeah it took a big bump, and then mm. it just that, there's no catching it at that point because <laughs> I think some of the drivers might need reminding. They're ground effect cars. <laughs> you take big bumps. The downforce going. doesn't work. But it's it's sucked to the ground. Uh, so if you bump yeah. over stuff, it's not being sucked to the ground anymore. But that's the track's it's fault. It's as a rally car. That's the track's fault. Yeah. That's because it's a car park and not a real racing track. <laughs> Stop hitting curves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I never hit Especially them. 120 mile an hour, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. This is why I don't hit them ever. Don't hit them. No, not at all. No. <laughs> Charles learned something. Um, he did. He did. Race. Now there wasn't much race. that ha- that happened. We're not going to go through each individual team. I think we'll just go for key moments. Maybe I don't know if you have any more notes <clears throat> about stuff. Maybe just keeping it to the important two things that happened during that Grand Prix. 
Max driving like it was 30 difficulty. <laughs> yeah, basically. Nine. And he did, I mean, he did get driver of the day, didn't he, in the end? An oh, no, abomination. An abomination. No, Max got it. Ridiculous. Max did get it. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely stupid. I mean, it's not a surprise. When you drive from P9 to get a win that comfortably, I think it was noted at the end, it was, um, I think it was Button. I think it was Jensen that Probably. was like. Probably. Um, by then he's like, it's not just the fact Max ahead. Like, look at the gap. It's over five seconds over his teammate. To his teammate, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even close. It wasn't even close. But... So I think that's one of, like, the key moments. But in let's... Prove it, like, it's easy. Let's, let's make it fair, okay? Because I have, I have a problem with what Red Bull did. Okay? Perez and Paul. They put Perez and Max on different strategies, okay? Which they tend to do, don't they? Right? Perez started on mediums, Max on hards, okay? Now, Perez ended up with a lot of deg on the mediums, and he did say it cost him time. Mm. I don't understand why they didn't start him on hards, because the only reason you'd start him on mediums is to keep him up the field. But that Red Bull is about half a second a lap faster than yeah. the rest of the cars. So him being on hards wouldn't have been a problem. Alonso had no. nothing. He had no answer. The Ferraris were out of it. Merck weren't there. And it just made it almost too difficult for Perez to even try and win at the end of it. Yeah, because if anything, Max had a longer stint on his mediums than Perez did on his. Yeah. And Max was on hard. So the advantage, the, the ball was in his court every single lap, basically, mm. except he started P9. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you've got to feel for Perez because this, they would have been talking about this in the, in the strategy room going, look, look at who we got behind us, right? We've got Alonso, we've got got science and russell and all that and we've got to be aware of that fine (laughs) they were laughing they're going but it's like even (laughs) if you dropped position even if you dropped position you know your car's quick enough yeah start him on hards yeah i just don't know what why the discrepancy i know we've heard teams going we wanted to split the strategy make sure we've got the victory it's yeah. like you were going to get it anyway. yeah i get why they split it because it could become a problem pit stops that they both have to pit around about the same time that can be a problem red bull do the fastest pit stops every single year pretty much i don't think that's going to be a massive problem that they have to go back into the garage and grab another set of tires and come back out again i, I just don't think it is i do still think that max would have won i have to say because if you i saw a a graph on his on his times his laps were consistent every single lap man's running around on Mm -hmm. 44 lap old hards doing the same time pretty much as he was when it was like lap 10 so he's consistent that's how easy it is for red bull and them tyres. It's too easy for them. So I yeah, do think he would have won. The window so well. Yeah. yeah, but I just think there would have been a bit of a battle, at least. Yeah. 
Well, there just yeah, wasn't. Give them a chance for a proper fight. Yeah. Where they can go wheel to wheel. I know Red Bull then go, oh God, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. Oh my we know God. Max is yeah. It's yeah. almost like what they were trying to do. They wanted to create a scenario where they wouldn't need team orders, I think. And I understand because that. If they're on I the do same understand strategy, it. It's like they can then just go, well, they were racing. Yeah. Something to do with us. We just gave them a strategy. They agreed to it. They went out there, did the best they could. Max came out victorious by five seconds. We had nothing to do with it. Yeah. We didn't tell them. Max went past. And they'd have a point there too. Mm. And I... It's, it's that balance again, sport versus entertainment. And where we're going, oh, it's, it, it wasn't the fight we were hoping for, but you can understand Red Bull's mindset mm. in that yeah. they want to make it as simple a race as possible. They don't want uncertainty. They don't want difficult situations they don't want controversy as mm. much as that would suit drive survive down to a t um they just don't need it they don't want it it's variables they need to weigh up and it takes processing it takes data it takes time and people and they'd rather just keep it simple and to some extent maybe that's exactly what they were doing they're like we know Perry's going to stay out in the lead anyway but yeah. we just want to make sure this scenario plays out we know that Max will probably have the pace regardless. This is the way we think it's going to go. We've mapped out the race. And we we know they'll pass each other if everything stays as it should. They'll pass each other toward the end of the race and Max wins, Perez second. So they they simulate all these and the, these scenarios. And if anything, it went it probably went perfectly. <laughs> it went perfectly for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And and then it brings me back to the point where like Perez is saying, I can go for world, the world championship. There's got to be a point now where Perez goes, okay, I'm driver two. I need to just accept this and take the money and go. <clears throat> I think there's indications this season. He's won two races this year. Mm. Um, it was Jeddah and Abaku. To street circuits. Yeah, so he's he, very good. At street it, specialist, then. frankly. Mm. Street specialist. Um, so he's clinging to that for now um, and hoping for some luck in the other scenarios because there is always luck. There's always reliability. And when Max is down in P9, you don't know what could happen, Yeah, frankly. You don't know what you could get caught up in. Um, but at least Max probably didn't feel like he needed to rush anything because he knows the pace of the car. Yeah. But with Perez in this championship, fight this well this this uh, campaign for a championship is an outside chance yeah. there's more standard tracks than street tracks so whether street tracks play into Perez's favor i don't know how relevant it is in terms of his opportunity to win the championship yeah um <clears throat> but luck can still play into it yeah definitely i hope so cuz i i feel like um I feel like Red Bull should give them an equal chance. And I think Perez has done good enough job to prove that he could fight for a title. Um, yeah. But I I do feel like this is going to be the season where Red Bull have to make a decision on, on Sergio. And Sergio has to make a decision on Red Bull because he's not going to win a championship with them if it yeah. continues on like this. And Red Bull don't want two drivers battling for a title. So it's not going to no. work. No, they've learned from the past with Vettel and Weber. 
Um, and uh, not really Max and Daniel, no, actually. Daniel um, was better than Max when they were well, teammates. He outperformed him. I mean, mm. Max was, wasn't as good as he is now, but yeah, he, he was definitely up there more than Max yeah. was. It's those situations, like, at least they had, um, like, cohesion in the team. Mm. Like, where Vettel and Weber just kept biting heads constantly. <laughs> they just couldn't get along at all. And you can understand it. Multi-21. Yeah. I mean, say no more. Um, but these other partnerships, these other teammates, have managed to be cohesive. They've managed to work together mm. most of the time. And have sort of reached an agreement eventually. Like, you know, they've shaken hands, right? That's it. We'll move on. Mm. But some of them just can't shake it. Like Hamilton and Rosberg at the end couldn't shake it at all. And it, yeah, Red Bull, like Merck, don't want another one of those. They just don't. Um, and so far, it's working well. But, I've, you know, after what happened at Brazil last year, this is a different Perez. He's already won two races. Yeah. This is a different Perez. He's like, gloves are off now. I don't care. You have let me down. I have I have no reason to support you now, basically. Um, I'm just going to do what I need to do for the team, but not for you. But they can turn like that the engine mindset. down. Well, this is it. Yeah. It's like, I'm doing my best for the team, but the team could just turn on him as well. That's yeah. the other thing. So you've got to feel for Perry's sort of between a rock and a hard place at the moment. Um, I'm not quite sure where he's meant to go or where he can go, where his potential is. Um, because he's been like Ricardo in that that opportunity is like right there. It's right there. He can't quite reach it. No. no. I'm not sure if he'll do a Rosberg where he just gets one <laughs> championship where it's like, wow, that was lucky. Bloody hell. I'm off. Bye. Be the end of the minute. But yeah, one is like, right, I'm see I'm gonna spend time with my family now. Bye. Enjoy. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. He's still in the title fight. This is the thing. It's not yeah, like Max has won all five races. He's there. He's right there in the thick of it. And it's a long season. A lot can happen. Reliability could play a role. But the Red Bull's dominant. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's huge. I was going to bring that up quickly as well, is that could they match that record of the MP44 um, in the 90s? Yeah. They've won 15 yeah. out of 16 races as a team. It could happen. Hasn't happened yet, but it could well do. If this He's is broken Schumacher's record for wins. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be this one, if anything, yeah. 100%. It, this is definitely the best car Adrian Newey's ever made. Yeah. Insane. Oh, by far. If <laughs> unfair. I, there's no unless they both break down or crash each other out, get involved in some kind of incident, it's always gonna be a red ball that wins. This there's, there's yep. they're just too fast. There's no way. Sorry. So, yeah, this could definitely be the season for that, I reckon. Yeah. Well, speaking of reliability, there's no retirements. That was unusual. Every car finished the I race. Know. So if there's any questions about reliability, they're car all answered. Park. It's a car park. You just, it's a car park. Just go yeah. around. No crashing. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the only retirement was Shoal in qualifying. Yeah, he went out in quality. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Yeah. Exactly, someone had to. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I was quite impressed with Merck, to be fair, because Merck didn't look yes. other than FP1 when for some reason they decided to throw on some new softs. 
um, towards the end of mm. FP1, which didn't really make any sense, but they did it anyway, and they were top of that. They were really nowhere around. I, I did not see them making it into sort of top six, top seven, but they went for different strategies, which I understand yeah. why they did that, because that made a bit more sense, because they're not as fast as Aston and probably faster than Ferrari, but that's another thing. But George could not catch Alonso. So the pace no. is there. There is pace, but it's, it's what? Midfield? Is it's that third it? third at the moment. Think yeah. third? It's... Yeah. No, well, one lap look. pace, um, it's no, Ferrari. Fourth, it? Like, Ferrari yes. have the one lap mm-hmm. pace done. I reckon they're about second. But over the race, yeah, probably. Alpine aren't far behind either. No, but they are. They had a decent race at mm. Miami, and yet Safnauer is still under pressure. That's yeah. what I've been hearing. Mm. And that's maybe something to do with Melbourne. Not gonna lie. Um, but still, at least they recovered it a bit. At, yeah, uh, at Miami, but it's still a case of were we. Well, no, it wasn't like it was luck. There wasn't any yellow flags, let no. alone reds or anything. There's nothing. No, no retirements. No, they were it's there. Hardly like the race was interrupted. Through pace. So that's actual pace. Yeah, yeah. it's through pace. It's actual pace. Hmm. So those the the pressure on Safnau is an odd one. Um, so I guess the next couple of races are going to show like whether or not they are legitimately on that pace. Whether Miami was a fluke, um, where they got the setup right, I don't know. But it's the fact both drivers performed okay. Yeah. Suggests that the car was actually in good shape. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make mm. sense. It's kind of weird. There's other teams that performed much worse, such as McLaren. Um, <laughs> but, well, <laughs> if anything, Zach's the one under pressure. <laughs> well, should be. Max is. Uh, uh, Zach, even, should, is the one that should be under pressure, not Altmar. No. As far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm gonna say something that's quite controversial. Piastri should have gone oh. to Alpine. <laughs> he will be kicking himself. He's got to be like, oh, <laughs> what? What did I do that for? Why? I have not signed for McLaren. I will not be driving for McLaren the rest uh, of the season. <laughs> this contract's not right. I, I'm gonna just squiggle it this out. <laughs> Alpine driver. Oh, I misspelled it. It starts with M. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, Piastri. They did what have a bit have of a bump done? at the beginning, didn't they? There's a bit of a bump going on between Lando. I don't even know because I didn't even see it. But oh, Lando. Bottas. I think it's Bottas. It was one of the Alpha Romeos. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite so. sure what happened, but I know they started them on softs, which is ridiculous. Like, oh, what it's such they a waste. Doing, like, oh, it's a difficult car. Here, have some more shit. Just there, you go. Have that. They Enjoy wasted your life. a stop. Yeah, for no reason. Whose decision was that? I don't know who the strategist is. They obviously hired them from Ferrari, because <laughs> who comes up with that? Seriously, like, 
No one was running the softs except in qualifying yeah. and qualifying runs in practice. There was not one long run on softs um, or not one meaningful long run on softs until McLaren thought, yes, that's the direction we want to go in with this race. We want to start on them. We want to start on them. They knew the deck on high, high fuel as well. And they thought, even better. Like, even better. Let's draw, drill our race into the ground even more. Okay, we yeah. might be a bit quicker at the start because we're at the back. But, I mean, it was like five minutes and they had to change the tyres. Yeah, it was... so any gains you would have made would have been useless. And, then some. and to be fair, uh, they didn't make any gains. They did nothing. No, they barely I moved. I swear to God, Lando must be just at the point where it's like, I need another car. I need I need yeah. another team. I've dedicated so much of my F1 career. And rightly so in a lot of ways because they brought him up to this level. But yeah. what an absolute bloody waste yeah, of a driver. Uh, it's just... Yeah. And I, I feel the same for Piastri, who's a sensational driver, right? Yeah. Just wasted at McLaren and another team will pick them up if you know I've said it before if if Lewis retires Lando yeah that's a shell the only other thing amazing team the only other thing they could I mean this would be a push but bring Danny Rick back and throw him in the Mercedes but he's too much of a risk in that he, he can't is. really adapt to cars where Lando's young. No, Daniel, you're young, honey. You're the same age as me. You're young. You're young, Daniel. <laughs> right? <laughs> you dug yourself a hole there. <laughs> I fucking caught myself a hole. <laughs> Get that clapped. Get that clapped. Um, <laughs> fuck off. Um, <laughs> This is a swearing podcast. It's fine. Um, it is. It's deteriorated now. Oh, as fast is, as the softs. Let me tell you um, something. The rubber's burnt away. It's all fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> We've, our stint has worn out quicker than the McLarens tonight. That's yeah. what you said. That's the reason. I they wasted what... a stop, though. They wasted a stop. They wasted a stop. Oh, what was I talking about? Lando, McLaren, uh, Mercedes. Lando, oh, you were. <laughs> Gone. Um, you were talking about Danny Rick. Yeah, Danny Rick, but he's too much of a risk. Got sidetracked on his age. Yeah. Yeah. Then I call myself old. Okay. Um, yes. But yeah, I think I know that they've got George, and they're like, you know, this is our boy. This is him. I've got a cat pen, by the way. <laughs> this is our boy. <laughs> this is Sorry our boy. to anyone listening. <laughs> Hello. Hello, our boy. And Lewis is going to teach him everything. <laughs> but have I got an- I've got another pen, another cat pen. I don't know where it is. But I, I think they're quite even on their-, their skills. And I think Lando would be, oh, he'd just be a weapon. Yeah, exactly. Just give Lando a fresh start. There's nothing yeah. better for a driver than a fresh start. Yeah. And I mean that like, whether or not the car's good, Every driver loves a fresh start. Like that first couple of races, like the honeymoon period again, it's like, oh, everything feels new, exciting. And then you have the realisation. Oh, uh, God, three races in. It's oh, McLaren. God, this was a mistake. Oh. Alonso knows very well. Yes. 
He's been to every team. And then, Dan, and then Danny Rick got a taste of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I blamed McLaren live. <sighs> you were that, that one that was like, it's Honda, weren't you? You were blaming Honda, weren't you? Yeah, of course you were. Of course you were. Um, yes, I, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say. No, I am. Wait, am I ashamed or unashamed? Ashamed to say. I'd be ashamed. I blamed Honda. Yeah, of course yeah, you did. I did. I naively went, yes, it's all Honda's fault. How can they get it so wrong? And then they moved to Red Bull. And, and then they got a yeah. world championship. Yeah. And I uh, spent the rest of that season with the tail between my legs. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you went there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get All that right. clapped. Get that um. clapped. Um, <clears throat> um, Alonso was driving around, having a great time, watching the race whilst driving <laughs> it. <laughs> Arguably, he saw more of the race than we did. Spent yeah. most of the time looking at phones, and then he was watching the race from the just... the screens. Oh, Lance is doing well. Where is Lance he? P thirteen. Do... What? <laughs> <laughs> do you notice the long pause from the engineer as well like he must have been going oh did he just ask that yeah what did he say like are you racing Lance. the car what are you doing yeah. can you concentrate for a minute <laughs> there was no one around him though for the majority of the race he wasn't no. catching Perez then he you know Max came through and it, yeah it was just it just going yeah. for a, a nice drive round of Miami car park um <laughs> <laughs> literally a sunday drive it yeah. says it all when russell had a good race like a really good race and still couldn't catch alonso no like everyone I was couldn't. saying russell had a brilliant race couldn't catch him mm. that's how quick alonso was and i've got to ask a question because i was thinking it the other day in my canoodle oh. um if fernando i know it's not going to happen but leave me to my moment right if Fernando Alonso got a drive at Red Bull, would he win the world championship? Oh. Or would it be Max still? How long have we got? This is the thing. <laughs> well, not long, because I think we've been <laughs> recording for about an hour already. Um, <laughs> there are things to take into consideration. Christian yep. Horner loves Max Verstappen more than his own kids. So would he allow that? It's funny because it's true. It's true. It's fine. I get it. It's fine. Um, or would Alonso being as dominant as he is, like he's a very strong character, would he go, no, I'm not being driver too. And then there's the, is Alonso better than Max? Hmm. You know, I think it would still be advantage Max because Alonso is joining Red Bull. If it was the other way around, I'd be more inclined to go Alonso. But I think it's the fact that he's having to get into that Red Bull for the first time. Maybe he'll get up to speed really quick and cause Max some problems. Could it? Would that end up just being another Hamilton Rosberg? Um, Could where you they imagine? just can't seem to get along. <laughs> Oh, oh God. please! 
I love Sergio. Another tool in the desert, But just please. make way, okay? There's another <laughs> tiny little man who wants to drive that Red Bull. <laughs> let him in, bruv, let him in. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, well, do you think it would be advantage Alonso? Yeah. Then? Yeah. Yeah, the way that Alonso manages to drive a car and do the strategy all at the same time, his his mind isn't a hundred percent on racing. He can drive that car the way he does, and still have spare mm. parts of his engine, of his engine, of his brain that can do others. He's not a person. He's got an engine. <laughs> he just he literally has space. Where when you listen to Max when he's racing, he's like. Uh, something feels weird. And it's like, he's at breaking point. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's at that point at where capacity. it's like... Where Alonso goes... Like, what do I do? What do I do? Can we just maybe go for plan B? Plus 12? <laughs> and could you order me... Swinging by the pit. I'm swinging by the pit for an espresso. A melon salad. A watermelon salad <laughs> for when I finish. <laughs> <laughs> Get one for Lance as well. Put it yeah. on my tab. Because <laughs> Lance really needs one. He's probably really hot in that car. He's probably <laughs> really tired. So we better look after him, you know, because he's put in such a good effort to get to P30. It's like his dad. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you now, Lauren Stroll's favourite son is Alonso. <laughs> he's wrong. It's true. <laughs> he just looks at him like... It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and Lauren's... Looks at Alonso the way Christian looks at that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fernando. <laughs> there's something in the air that died. No, I mean it's yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. Alonso's just. I hope that Alonso gets a chance. Like I hope that they make, you know, mm. that gap up somewhere along the line. So that Alonso can battle Max, because I, everyone wants to see it. Everyone, because yes. the way that Lewis had what, patience, Alonso's not got patience, and Alonso no, would be out hasn't. of the car going, "You all right, mate?" Well, no, that's not Spanish. You wouldn't say you're all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! I don't. I can't do Spanish. I'm very good. <laughs> Hola, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, I don't what are know. You doing? What are you doing? I don't know. Do I, I can't do it either. Do do We've just offended a whole. Yeah, country. I'm sorry, Spain. I'm so sorry. You're going there soon, so you've got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got to deal with the backlash. <laughs> Were you that guy on backlash that podcast? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I recognised that stupid accent. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're the farmer. You're the farmer. Get here. <clears throat> I forgot what we were talking about. We need to move on because um, this podcast is getting yeah, very, we, very long. <clears throat> we, we, yes. Mm. I mean, look, standout best performances. It was obviously Max getting up to that, getting a win from P9. There's no ignoring that. Yeah. That was really, really good drive. It's the second one. Is it Russell or Fernando? Because, um, both of them like Fernando had a quiet race but it was comfortable to P3 another yeah. podium the fourth one of the season and then you got Russell who put in a really good drive to get it was um P4 P4 yeah so 
Yeah. So I mean, it's, science was P five. It's wasn't it? how do you interpret it? <clears throat> yeah. Like, mm. I think it's still probably Alonso because it's his fourth podium of the season. It's the consistency that's standing out for me now, mm. and it's he's making it look easy. And it's, it's no so surprise for Alonso, but in an Aston Martin, Max yeah, they both l- are. Max has got all assists on. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know what around the corners on. I'm jealous. Like, how are you making it look so easy? Um, because uh, to some extent, he's probably not in having to push the car to the limit anyway. No. Um, he only has to catch Perez. That's his only objective. Catch Perez. That's it. Unless I'm already ahead, in which case, just drive away. Um, just cruise, bro. So he's got he's got a quite an easy objective considering the car. It's still a case of he managed to work his way through from P9, yeah. which is not an easy feat. There's so many different things that can go wrong. So, yeah, I think it's probably them two were the standout ones. There's no one <laughs> team stood out. Obviously, Red Bull, but Perez, if anything, just fell You've back. You've missed the race. So. You weren't watching that day, were you? Ferra- no. Let's talk no, about really. Ferrari. This has all been just... Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Ferrari, because I have some things I'd like to talk about Ferrari. Um. Something is wrong with that car. Massively. Oh, you have theories. Oh, I have theories. theories. So. Here we go. Ferrari have always had a very um, front-heavy car. They've always Mm. done that. Okay. And when you watch them drive around, they almost bottom out. Like, over race Mm. periods... Like, if you watch them race, it's definitely a high-speed issue over a consistent period. So I don't know if maybe it's to do with the car's too heavy at the front because they were having blistering problems with the tyres. Both of them were on the radio going, my tyres are done. They were clearly suffering with blistering. It just loses downforce on the rear, and none of the other cars do that. It's only no. the Ferrari, and I, I unfortunately sat there for some time today, watching the cars go around corners in slow motion, just because <laughs> I I thought it was what I you know I'm a girl. If I say anything wrong, I don't know anything, so I have to exactly. get this right. Um, but yeah, I just wonder if that is the rear's the issue, and and possibly that they are too heavy. Um towards the front hmm. but over a, a one lap they they are second fastest car easy but over a race yeah. period they cannot put the power down they are terrible for wear on the tires and it, it, it they just end up losing losing the downforce to the rear they, Leclerc was stuck behind Kevin in a Hass for yeah. the majority of the race. That's and insane. And to be fair, wasn't, didn't Leclerc get past and then uh, Kevin then got back yeah. past again? Yep. Yeah, I thought he did. So And he was stuck again. It's just, yeah, it's like uh, Leclerc and Sainz, particularly Sainz actually, aren't confident in putting the power down no. at all. So there is an imbalance of downforce in favour of the front end. Mm. And when there's any little bump, it doesn't like it at yeah, all. Yeah, it just completely... Everyone's hitting bumps. Yeah, yeah, but they can't deal with it. I just don't yeah, think like... 
the the new regs for the cars is something that Ferrari, I've got their head round. They've, no, I don't think so. No, they just don't seem to be making a car as I expected it to be. Do you know, no. do you know, what, I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like how heavy it is at the front. These are new regs. The cars are totally different. Why are you making a car very similar to a previous gen of car? Which right. is what it feels like, like they've done. Yeah, it's weird though. I don't know if it's because... Because I get what you mean about front heavy. That could be the weight distribution more towards the rear. So the rear just wants to go anyway, yeah. regardless of what you do. If you're in a high-speed corner, you have to do anything. The back end just wants just to goes. go. Yeah. So maybe weight distribution. There's no ballast now. No. It could just be like weight distribution or something. Or it could be their downforce. They're trying to account for it. And as a result, under certain different circumstances, they're like, look, the trade-off here is we can be good in quality, but you're risking it in the race. You might get to the end or you might spin. That's the risk we're willing to take. And both drivers know it. And uh, they're just taking the risk every single time with that. And when you got Leclerc trying to catch I me, mean, look at um, Imola last year, I think it was. And he made that big mistake at the chicane, just overdriving yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like they've been told there is limitations with the car. Yeah. It's something we're still trying to figure out. Just drive it like you stole it and hope for the best to some extent with obviously fancy strategist words thrown in there. But essentially, that's the gist of it. Like, why they shouldn't have to overdrive it no. in a development race. No. Um, and that's all it feels like, sadly. It just feels like they're struggling with it every single race. They're never comfortable. They're never stepping no. out of the car going, yeah, it was wonderful to drive. Um, it was a joy to drive. Unlike Alonso and Max and Perez, they can all sit there and go, yep, this was beautiful to drive today. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I don't know if the Ferrari drivers can say they enjoyed a race. It doesn't look like they enjoy it. It looks awful to drive. Anxiety inducing. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) is it going to spin this corner? Ferrari have always done, uh, McLaren are very similar. They're very set in their ways about the way that they make a car. And there's mm. been so many changes in Formula One, especially last year, this year. They can't be like that anymore. They have got to take the steps. They, they've got to get the basics right. And I think that's what they're struggling with because they're so focused mm-hmm. on making a quick car to beat Red Bull that they don't have the basic aero down. So put all this power in it. But the aero's shit. It's not going to work. Yeah. But they're so, right. I, I, I don't know what it is, but they, they don't seem to be improving the car. I, I've, no. It's the same as the first race of the season. It, it looks very similar. A bit quicker yeah, over one not. lap, maybe, but other than yeah, that, the race. It hasn't changed, really. No. Yeah. They just... Stag- they it feels like they're stagnating mm. in some way, whether that's development wise, and it's just creating frustration for the drivers now. Where it's like, what are we waiting for now? Like, what is in the pipeline? Is this going to change or not? Because we've been putting up with this for a few seasons now. Um, I say putting up with it because that's probably how they feel. Mm, especially um, Charles. Can't read their mind, but yeah, exactly. Charles, <laughs> particularly. 
and he's had his own mistakes obviously that needs to be acknowledged places like like france for example but then to some extent how do we know whether that was because of the drivability of the car again like it's a weird place to lose it mm. um yeah. when you got all that downforce and the car just spins it's it's unusual you'd think there's plenty there but i guess if you're on the limit then that downforce might account for nothing i don't know but yeah they just there's they're struggling to find that balance at the moment and the drivers are just beginning to get a little bit impatient. Um, and I don't know what's going to change it. They need to just figure out what it is that's actually preventing them from getting a balance. Um, so the drivers aren't enjoying it. No. It's not. Yeah. Um, we'll, do, we'll do a driver of the day and then we'll, we'll move on to the last couple of bits. Um, we were going to do winners and losers, but we've we've spoke too much. <laughs> it's gone on too long. Now. It's all covered the winners yeah, and the losers actually. In a yeah, way. it's all in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, my driver of the day was obviously Kevin. For oh, I see. Yeah, just, okay. You know, I, and Haas, I think, did a fantastic job all weekend. Brilliant, absolutely. <laughs> <Had to> justify. <laughs> so, I don't care. <laughs> well there you go look the bias is obvious now no oh my that. god you cannot it's tell me that the shirt. kevin was like <laughs> kevin was the best bit he was actually yeah. racing balls out yeah at least he's putting up a fight yeah yeah at least he's putting up a fight with with leclerc and um, yuki sonoda did you see the overtake that yuki sonoda did I can't remember what it was. It was, I saw it, it wasn't actually shown, but it's on Twitter. He did a brilliant overtake. I can't remember who it was, who it was to. He did a fantastic overtake and Max doing that double overtake, which is good. But I mean, Leclerc and and Kevin, Mm. like, of course you're going to get past. So do you know what I mean? (laughs) It should be a done deal. Before it even started, really. Yeah. Yeah, he did give him a, a hard time. So yeah, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Mm. I mean, for me, it's probably. I think it. Driver of the day. Because we're talking about positions gained. The obvious choice is Max, frankly. Um, as much as that car is really. It looks like a piece of cake to drive. There's a way, come, way it comes across. But it's the fact he kept putting in those consistent laps and making up ground about taken any damage and you know played his strategy to perfection mm. so yeah i think yeah the obvious choice there is max but i don't really want to make a habit of that this season because i could quite easily say yeah he made load, loads of places and got his strategy right that's it is their job um because driver of the day didn't necessarily have to be the most surprising driver which for me could have been russell but i think yeah the actual driver of the day is probably max yeah Wow, you are that boring, boring don't you? Like, really, like that. I'm that boring. Yeah, that you boring. are that. But you that boring. You lagged out. <laughs> Even Discord's like you're boring, bro. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. I'm booting you. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Had enough of this. Um, did you see the the person in the pit lane when Norris came to pit towards the end? There was a little runner. In the pit oh, lane yeah, again. I did. Right at the entry. I know. Where that... there's that little kink, the corner, before you actually hit the line. 
Yeah. And someone was just darting across. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was probably some kind of personnel, maybe someone that came from the garage, because that does happen quite often, that you'll see them go from the it pit does. wall back back a two. That's a pit lane. That That mm. happens a lot. No matter where you race... What level of racing you do, I I would argue yeah. the lower rank racing you get, the more people are just yeah, hovering about right. in the pit lane. Uh, but yeah, it was wasn't as close a call as Ocon at Baku, but no. still everyone was like, "What is going on? Oh my god!" I understand why people are upset about it, but it, it's pretty much a common occurrence. It's just how it yeah. is, really. Be yeah, see a car coming down the pit lane, then someone just behind will just dart out and run across mm. into the garage from the pit wall, and vice versa. They're all they're always doing it. It's, it's a risk that they've all come to accept. Yeah, it's like we have to we have to take this risk. Otherwise, we're building tunnels under every pit lane just so people can get through safely. And we should do F1 that. F one is wealthy, but that F one is wealthy. They could afford to do it. We just solved the we pit lane problem. Yeah. There you go. Put a tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> Tunnel. Start digging. <laughs> Doing Abu Dhabi. You, you've got my safety thing. Yeah, exactly. You know all we that safety stuff. Under the pit lane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We solved the problem. Job done. Sorted. Exactly. Absolutely exactly. fine. Um, completely unrelated, but it, it was the same. I know you and Finn were talking about it uh, last night about the tow truck um, that was on yes. the uh, track. I didn't know a huge amount of that about that so I, I watched it back today so there was a tow truck on the track whilst the porsches were coming so they were coming from yeah. the pit lane on to mm-hmm. line up on the track and there was a tow truck that was removing a formula one car which i'm guessing was right. leclerc um yes now that's very very common looking into it because it's not they're not in a race scenario they're not racing so all of the cars will be at a limit they they won't drive they won't be driving around like a, a at racing speeds it's a very very common occurrence i know people were like trucks shouldn't be on the track and i do get that but literally every they they have to recover a car and there's more races that go on than just one series and in order to keep on time a tow truck removing a car wouldn't be so you wouldn't wait around while the drivers are obviously aware of that there's a tow truck on there and you know you need to be careful hopefully they wouldn't be going at a speed that would mean there could be a considerable crash if yeah. anything like that happened so i know it gives jules bianchi it, it does bring you back to it and it does make you go oh my god please don't do that but it happens everywhere every track yeah it's yeah. one of those that got very quickly taken out of context yeah because frankly the original video that started going viral didn't have any context to it no one no. said on it by the way this is normal it was just the video going oh my god there's a truck on the track and it's like <laughs> initially my thought was yeah what the hell is it doing there thinking it might have been a safety car because of how the cars were driving yeah um and then I started looking in the comments. And, oh, lo and behold, this is normal. They were lying yeah. up on the grid. And I thought, right, okay, fine. Um, it, as far as I'm concerned, it sh- there shouldn't be that procedure where it is allowed out there in any- anyway, because it's, ob- it's another obstacle. It's yeah. another hazard. But 
I get that if it is procedure, all the drivers are aware it's there, and they'll be on the radio to their their pit wall or or the garage saying, "Yeah, it, it's coming up around this corner. Just be aware, it'll be around there." Mm. Um, at which point, then there's there's no danger because everything's being communicated properly. But then I'm thinking, just eliminate the risk entirely. Make sure the car's out of the way. Then you can get the Porsches out. But yeah. that's one of those ways. You say there's time constraints. You yeah. have to, you've got competing goals there, right? You've got to work out like safety or completing the, you know, a, a, sorry, extra safety because they yeah. always they have barriers anyway. They have communication. Yeah. Um, and the cars are safe. At, or you've got the we need to keep the time. So. Yeah. It's that balancing act, and I think they've kept maintained that. Let's stick on time because everything else there, they've got the drive's got enough sense to miss that truck. They're not going to, yeah, crash into it unless something really weird happens. So I get it. There's a sense of just leaving it up to the initiative of the driver to go, Look, that you're going to, you're clever enough to figure out that you need to not drive into the truck that's on track at the moment, and everyone knows it could be out there because there's a car being recovered. So, yeah, I, fine. As long as everything's communicated properly, I've not really got an issue. It was the fact it was out of context initially. I was like, yeah, it was. Yeah. And and that's why this is the thing now with social media, you know, social media is everywhere and things get taken out of context and Mm -hmm. people run away with stuff and just having that information. It's, I mean, I've done it. I've gone, oh, blah, 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 without, without context. And it's something that we, we definitely do need to look at because, Mm. You know, motorsport's never going to be the safest thing in the world, but procedures like that are done to the book. So, you know, everything that was done was perfectly safe and all the drivers were very aware. So, yes, I just wanted to cover that. I know British Touring Car was on. I know I watched it. You watched it. We had Formula E as Mm. well, but we, we have kind of run out of time. But we were speaking about it before the podcast um that you know we are probably more of a formula one podcast but we do watch other motorsport we don't just watch formula one we do um so you know we do have a gap where you know f1 isn't isn't racing and we're going to do a a recap on sort of the seasons as it's gone by and different podcasts so if you are into different racing series you know let us know in the comment section we'll you know it's probably highly likely that we watch it and um it would be great to sort of talk about because i mean i I said it before we we started the podcast there's something missing in formula one something's gone yeah and it's been going for me for quite a long time and unfortunately i'm old enough to say i've been watching it for 30 flipping years (laughs) um 90s the noughties 10s now um and I've also watched different motor series and I find myself not being excited for F1 yeah. anymore. I don't know. I still watch, I still talk about it because it's what I've done since I was a little girl. I used to annoy my <laughs> mum with it all the time. Mum used to tell me, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't care about racing. But um, but it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I feel like whether the heart, for me, the heart and soul of Formula One has gone. It's Mm. not about motorsport anymore. It's about a show. And everything has to be entertaining to watch. I get that. But there is just something there now 
that is heavily missing that just doesn't make it exciting anymore. No. It's it's missing the spark. It's mm. losing its personality, really, in that sense. Or its personality is changing. Yeah. And it's not like it's changing quickly. It has been doing this for a long time. But it's now that realisation, like, how far we are from where it was in its golden era, if mm. you like. Um, which, call it 2012 or the 90s or the 80s or whatever golden era it aligns with you depending when you started watching mm. um so something will be nostalgic to you something will be it will trigger that memory like the sound of one of these engines you'll see mm. it on youtube of these cars being run around monza at full chat uh v10 or in one of the v8s with a blown diffuser in the back and it just yeah. triggers something the way music does yeah and it's like that is beautiful and you just wish for it again, right? Yeah. You just want it back. And it makes it even harder to accept what's going on right now in Formula One, I think. And it's it we don't know. I don't personally know. I'm not even on Twitter anymore, so I've no idea what the general <laughs> consensus is. I don't know how much this even appeals to the younger generation now. I have no idea how it appeals to young people. I have no idea mm. if they like what's going on. They might love it. Everyone might, there might be yeah. a group of people who are going, we love that intro. In fact, I did spot a few comments saying, yeah, there it was a really cool intro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. there were a lot of people that, that did enjoy that entertainment from it. And like now we do have more fans. And I, I really don't care how you got into Formula One. Everyone has to start somewhere liking something. I really don't care. But there are a lot more that come from an entertainment point of view that found mm. that very entertaining where i i can easily start watching from five minutes before the race starts i don't necessarily watch the beginning part or martin doing his grid walk or you know sometimes i used to but now i'm just a a bit like i watch the racing and some people just like the entertainment for it and we have to appreciate all aspects of that but it's mm-hmm. motorsport yes and I, I just don't Deep down at the heart of it yeah it's identity it's it's dna is motorsport it's racing yeah wheel to wheel um and the amount of gimmicks just take away the seriousness of it yeah. as well like the when the helmet goes on it's a big deal um and it, it makes the drivers seem less serious as well, all this kind of stuff. And as much as we love it when they sort of have a laugh, when the helmet's going on, when they're getting ready to get in the car, you want to know they're taking this seriously. Yeah. Um, and the little intros like that, like at Miami, I'm not sure if that helps that image. And that's probably why they were really cautious about being too emotive about it. Mm. Because... You know, whether they cared about it or not, you still got to sort of maintain the neutrality. You know, you don't want to be too, unless you're Lewis or Alonso or Raikkonen when he was still there, <laughs> Vettel and all that. They could afford to be. Yeah. Um, but the the younger ones probably can't still main, still build that reputation in the sport. So you have to be careful how you portray yourself, and you have to be neutral. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Um. So, I think it's just 
what we remember of F1's personality is not the same anymore. Yeah. And I think it's quite hard to accept, but there's no doubt that the racing has been impacted by this. Um, there is no doubt about that. Mm. And I'm not, it's definitely not in a good way. No. <laughs> um, and it needs to basically have a good look at itself again. It's done it about three times in the last decade. Had a good look at itself <sighs> in the mirror. It needs to do it again, I'm afraid. Yeah. It needs another one. It would be interesting to find out what, what other people's opinions are of yeah. it. I mean, maybe I personally just come from an area where, or a time where I'm used to certain things and now it's changing. I'm just being an old fart. I'm just going, I don't like change. It could be that. It could be that. We're just boomers, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, it could be that. You know, like you say, yeah. younger people might enjoy it. So it would be really interesting yeah. to to hear other people's opinions. You could do that whether you're, you know, watching from YouTube or um, on any of our socials. It would be really interesting to see if people actually enjoy Formula One more now than what they may have mm. done a year or two or ten years ago. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, I'll still keep watching it, but I think mm. that, you know, oh, I need to watch every every session, FP one, FP two. I need to watch quality. I need to. I don't care. I I genuinely, I'm I'm just not caring anymore, and that's not that's not great. No, you know, I'm forgetting there's sessions on at times. It's like, oh god, I missed practice. Yeah. Whoops. Never mind. I, ne- I nearly missed. Oh, I nearly missed quality because I was. <laughs> I was at. A, I was at a fucking street party, and I was like, oh, quality. Oh no, <laughs> I've got to go. <laughs> they were like, what? So that part of me is still there. I left. Yeah, I fucked off. I was like, guys, see you later. I've got to go. Well, I had to go home anyway because yeah. it was dark. I can't drive in the dark. So, um, so it's still. But it was like F one's on of going goodbye. See you later. If someone books like a table for a meal on a race day, and oh, that is I still go, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> you know Formula One's on. You will have double checked and still you booked that table. And now I'm going to have to tell I you, I, you've done this. I can't make it. Why? Because F1's on? Yes. Because it's more... Just fucking rude. And I swear to God, they don't book anything when it's off-season. Nothing. Right. (laughs) Nothing. Just leave it till the summer, right in the height of the... Right in the middle of a triple triple weekend. I used to remember... My birthday used to be around Silverstone Grand Prix. Because my birthday's the 5th of July. And I swear to God... I missed a birthday party of my own. I missed like an hour of it because my mum. Because <laughs> it was it was fucking quality. I was watching quality. Yeah, I'm not. Naomi, you're being very rude. You're being rude. You're interrupting me while I'm watching this. <laughs> oh, exactly. God. Exactly. They just got to understand our point of view. I was out with for drinks with my pals, and they were all having a laugh. We were all having a laugh, and I looked up. Oh, look! There's a screen with F1 on. I didn't look, talk to them for the rest of that. No. I'm in that. In that's that, fine. In that bar, I was that's just sat there fine. watching it. Yeah. Fortunately, one or two of them are interested as well, so I was just talking to them. But basically, I just thought, told myself, "Well, I was like, nope, I'm watching this now." Yeah. That's what my interest is. 
I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, there's nothing you can say that will tear me away from this. Um, <sighs> but still, I get what you mean. It's like that. It's that really like unconditional interest there anymore. Mm. Not necessarily. Yeah, only for the key sessions like quality in the race. That's the only yeah. ones. I'm concerned. Even practice, like, oh well, never mind. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'll catch the highlights. See you later. Um, <laughs> three minutes. They can yeah. fit the highlights in three minutes. It says it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've rambled on enough. I think that's that's enough. I think I think because we are live streaming this. I think we we started about half an hour in to the stream, and we're now at Something two hours. Like so I think we've got yeah. another hour and a half podcast. We have. Again. <laughs> a it's nice like, lengthy episode uh, for you to all get your teeth into. <laughs> yeah. Two random people talking about F1 and we're expecting them to listen for an hour and a half. <laughs> Ironically, it's about the length of a Grand Prix for a back Yes, <laughs> but it's more interesting, I would argue. 100%. There's pussy. Yep. There's more cameras on. <laughs> There's pussy. <laughs> Not getting that from F1. as well. Yep. Yes. Yep. Got all. I can't see it. Why does it look like a middle finger? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I put the music back. Are you ready? We're going to end it now, everyone. You ready? We are. Is it playing? <laughs> I can't hear it. It is. Good. Yep. So um, professional. Oh, okay. it's great. It's great. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to us ramble on. For yet another episode we do apologize in advance for the gaps in the episodes um we will not be back next week because you're away i'm indeed yeah suffering pain tanning it's tanning for again. a week <laughs> yeah so we won't we won't be back unfortunately we will be back the following week to talk about imola though so that's always a, a good mm. thing to think about. Oh, yeah. um, if you aren't already subscribed on YouTube, hey YouTube, uh, click that subscribe button. Hi. Because you need to. Um, and on Spotify, Apple, it's available everywhere. We're spread widely. Um, <laughs> Don't read that's too much into that. <laughs> 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 on that note. Uh, thank you very much for joining us have a nice holiday Kieran <laughs> oh thank you very much indeed I can't wait to listen to this on the balcony <laughs> <laughs> while throwing yourself off <laughs> is that what I sound like <laughs> and just end it now not that's your enough. life that's the enough. podcast just end it now <laughs> yeah you need to be clear about that <laughs> It's preserved forever now. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you very much for watching. Take care. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>